This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Ciaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 13th of July. In your Squeeze today, triple digits in New South Wales. More on Haiti's murder plot. Black Widow breaks box records. And tiny house living. This is your Squiz today. New South Wales recorded another big jump in local COVID cases yesterday, Claire, and that's got a lot of people talking about whether lockdown in Sydney and surrounds will be extended beyond Friday. Premier Gladys Berejiklian wouldn't say if that was to be the case, but did say now was not the time to cut any corners. Claire, it's now the biggest outbreak New South Wales has seen since the start of the pandemic and the first time the state has recorded triple digits for new local cases. Yeah, 112 new local cases were reported yesterday. As you say, that is a really significant number for New South Wales. The problem area seems to still be southwestern Sydney. Officials say that testing rates there really need to pick up for them to be uh, at all happy with what's going on there. Uh, On the vaccination front, New South Wales has made some changes to the way it's looking at the AstraZeneca vaccine. It's going to be available to consenting and informed residents over 40 years old. Of course, we know the official guidelines say that those under 60 should prefer the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, Also, pharmacists across the state are being prepped to deliver those jabs. And Sydney siders have been urged to get their second dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine if they've had the first one they should get that within six weeks instead of waiting 12, which again is the official federal advice on that. Uh, And when it comes to financial support, we're looking out for news of that today. The New South Wales and the federal governments are set to announce some details for support for those businesses and individuals who are struggling with the lockdown. Yeah, we'll be keeping our eyes out for that. Also making news on the vaccine front, Claire, was former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd after it was revealed that he had a Zoom meeting with Pfizer's chief executive. Yesterday, Claire, the Morrison government denied Rudd had anything to do with getting Pfizer doses to Australia more quickly. Yeah, wasn't that a to and fro yesterday? Yeah, it was an interesting one. <laughs> a bit of a sideshow to what was happening in New South Wales, that's for sure, and it continues to generate headlines this morning. Yeah, that Kevin Rudd uh, meeting with the global head of Pfizer uh, and a letter that made it into the media about what that was all about uh, certainly saw Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt come out. He said that he denied it was any impact on exactly what then happened with Pfizer. Of course, Pfizer last week and the government said that they would be bringing forward doses so that more Aussies can get Pfizer doses more quickly. Uh, Of course, what Kevin Rudd says is that he never claimed to play a part in negotiations for that to happen. But yeah, a back and forth it was. Yeah, it really was. A spokesperson for the former Prime Minister yesterday said Rudd would definitely not seek to associate himself with the Australian government's comprehensively botched vaccine procurement program. That was a quote. Like we said, an interesting one. To Haiti now, Claire, which we have spoken about quite a lot on the podcast of late. A man suspected to have a key role in last week's assassination of President Jovenel Moise has been arrested and the plot could be something out of a blockbuster movie. 
Really could. It just gets stranger and stranger, this story. Uh, authorities say that Florida-based man called Christian Emmanuel Sanon wanted to become president of Haiti. He recruited mostly Colombian men from a Venezuelan security firm. Uh, they made that raid on Moise's private residence and he was killed, as we learned last week. Uh, apparently, Sanon had promised those security men to make them his bodyguards once he was president. It's just such an out there story. Yeah, you really can't make that up. As for the situation in Haiti, interim Prime Minister Claude Joseph is fending off multiple challenges to his leadership. He has been recognised globally, but challenged at home as gang violence continues to escalate in the capital of Port-au-Prince. From Haiti to Cuba, where thousands of Cubans have taken to the streets in the biggest protests for decades against the island's communist government, they're calling on leaders, Claire, to act as the country faces its worst economic crisis in years. Yeah, Cuba, of course, is a very tightly controlled communist country and it's not known for big anti-government protests and that's certainly what we're seeing at the moment. What they're protesting about is some very difficult conditions with the pandemic. They're not happy with their vaccine rollout. Uh, Also, food and medicine shortages at the moment as their economy is really struggling. Yeah, the protests are, like you say, Claire, pretty unusual for the communist country and government critics risk going to jail for dissent. England's fans will have to wait another year for a go at the European Championship trophy after the team lost 3-2 on penalties to Italy early yesterday morning. It was the second Euros title for Italy and their first in 53 years, so a pretty big deal for them. But things took a nasty turn yesterday, Claire, when three of England's players who missed penalties in the shootout were abused online. Yeah, there's been quite a big reaction to that. Prince William, who's president of the Football Association in the UK, has condemned that abuse, as has UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Football Association itself. It's called it abhorrent and disgusting. Uh, The Football Association says that it's going to support those players and it's called for really tough punishments for those who are responsible for that racist abuse. Yeah, British police are investigating the posts and there have also been calls for social media companies to remove such content from their platforms. From sport to entertainment, Black Widow is the latest offering from superhero movie franchise Marvel. And Claire, it's come out with a bang. The movie starring Scarlett Johansson made US $158 million in international ticket sales on its opening weekend. That's the most any movie has made since the start of the pandemic. Are you into the Marvel movies, the big franchise? I am. Uh-huh, it's a guilty go. pleasure, I must admit. Yeah, I haven't got into them and I, I it's for no reason other than I just haven't got there. Uh, they have such such massive followings and clearly that has been borne out with a big opening weekend for Black Widow. It's being advertised a lot <laughs> every time it seems like I've got a TV on, there's an ad for Black Widow. So certainly Disney is promoting it really heavily and what Disney says is that, yes, we've got obviously cinema sales, which is traditionally how we measure uh, these big blockbusters, but also, of course, Disney has Disney Plus and a premier access platform and through that platform it raked in 60 million dollars on its opening weekend yeah clearly those ads are working then as for what people think claire the film was liked by audiences who gave it an a minus cinema score and Mm. it currently has 80 percent positive ranking on rotten tomatoes so not too bad pretty good 
Claire, I've got to admit, I imagined billionaire Elon Musk to live in a big mansion with a space rocket in the backyard and a garage full of Teslas. So I was pretty shocked to find that one of the richest men in the world lives in a pop-up home. He had a lot of property and had a lot of homes around California. Uh, He sold a lot of those. He only owns one property now and he's moved his family into a tiny pop-up house near the SpaceX base in when we say tiny it's like 35 square meters <laughs> so they're not mucking around yeah it includes the essentials though so a living area a bathroom bed and kitchen if you're as curious as i was to check it out i've popped a link to it in your episode notes squeeze the day claire what have you got Look, we've had a lot of sport in the last couple of days, so it's time to switch to vaudeville. Uh, Usain Bolt, the, of course, champion sprinter, he is racing a computer in a promotion. Uh, That's happening at 2am on Wednesday. It's not something I'm going to be getting up for specifically, but I'll certainly be looking out for it tomorrow. Yeah, I think we can sleep in and just catch up on that one later in the day. For me, it's the (laughs) anniversary of Kylie Minogue releasing her debut single, Locomotion, that happened in 1987. I'm more of a light years Kylie-era fangirl, but like a true fan, I appreciate all her works, Claire. The Locomotion, that was a shocker. (laughs) On that note, that's all from us today. Larissa will be back on board tomorrow. Until then. now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.